Welcome to Adventures in Humanness with me, your host, JC. And today I'm meeting a really interesting guy. He's called Tom St. Louis. And I actually met him through him reaching out on JCK's Quantum Truths page. So I'm going to speak to him in a second. But he reached out on a post and he's going to tell you who he is, what he's about, and yeah, a bit about himself. He's a really interesting guy so enjoy oh it's recording me <laughs> so Again. hello welcome to adventures in humanness this is going to go up on the podcast but also it's probably going to go up on zero to freedom because it is relevant because of how i met this amazing human and he's such an interesting guy he's called tom saint louis ain't saint he <laughs> he told me to say it like that tom saint louis and i met him actually he responded to a comment on jck quantum truths page i believe and he just reached out and it was so authentic and so genuine so tom do you want to tell me and then we we just connected and we you just know all souls are coming together now i just knew that we'd probably known each other before and just where he's at in his consciousness and just what he knows he's so learned and you know you just meet some people and you just think yeah yeah, you're a good one. Funny thing is, when all this internet started, a lot of people said, oh, my, the, long, the language is going to die. People aren't going to read. And that's not what happened. What happened was people had to get much more tuned in to the spaces between words, to the intent behind words, yeah. so that people can read the tone of text. Kids, yeah. you know, they can type any words in it with their thumbs, and they can feel it's, the subtext. It's basically of- assimilating information, you know, just in a different way. I mean, it okay, just grows so then- in a grows in a different way if so then the information of the subtle connection you can feel with somebody is part of the information you're sorting that you're getting along with the words yeah uh, exactly when the internet was just starting i was on some discussion group and there was some guy his name was wink jones and whenever i heard the name wink jones my head just went wink jones and he was a boy <laughs> a jeweler from boise idaho and whatever so there was yeah. going to be a conference and i said to him in passing this was like way before Everything is called what it's now called. Yeah. And he said, are you going to be at the conference in Orlando next week? I said, oh, yeah. He said, well, I'll probably bump into you. So anyway, I walk into this hotel next week, and it's got a giant atrium, and it's got mm-hmm. a, um, what do you call it? Sky, what do you call that? Uh, when oh, skylight, that? skylight thing. Skylight, yeah. yeah. And this gigantic, um, uh, what do you call it, fountain, and the, and the jets go high in the air, and the beads oh, are Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I'm looking up at this incredible thing. And then I look to my left and there's a guy and I say, Wink? He says, oh, hi, Tom. <laughs> and that was when you know that you know things, you have no way to know. Yeah, exactly. Unless the, the real way that you know things. And there's a real way that you know things. It's whatever you want to call that intuitive faculty. Yeah. So that, yeah, you really can meet somebody on the internet and go, yeah. Exactly. And we're, ju- and we're all coming together now, aren't we? Have you found that, Tom? Have you been resonating with people that have just gone out of your life, come into your life lately? And also, why did you why did you feel that like you wanted to reach out? Because, you know, did you just feel a connection or just resonate with a picture or the text or what? You know, because it's so uncommon in this world today that people really do care and want to connect. But now, now we're in an age of complete polarity, of complete fear and disconnection, but also right. complete and utter just connection and utter just wanting to 
to help just wanting to connect and help another human so where are you at in your stage of just consciousness and shifting and what's happening okay the big a couple of big things happened for me in my kind of individual path i can't say i read this book and then i knew this and i read that book and i know that because it's not book to book it's more thought to thought question to question so yeah. i've asked deep questions wherein it's like I'm telling my brain, the machine, 100% of the time, 24 seven, you're scanning for information on this question. Yeah. And that'll go on for years. Mm. So one of the really big clarifications for me was there ain't no spiritual realm. There's no such thing as spirituality. It's just sort of a, a nice way of looking at it if you like that sort of thing. And what do you mean by that? When you say well, there's no people, such thing, what do you mean sure, by that? Like people say, oh, you're a spiritual person. And I say, is there any other kind? Yeah, We're all yeah, made yeah, the same okay. stuff yeah. in the same way. I mean, what's the difference? Or people talk about a conscious business, you know? So, oh, yeah? You think yeah. the grandpa who had his shoeshine stand, who looked at everyone's eye and connected with everyone and remembered their kids, you mm. think that that wasn't a conscious business? Yeah. Right? But, so, Tom, we've got, I know what you're saying, but we've become so far away of, from being conscious. I believe it's useful to use that in the vernacular to can remind people, be conscious, be conscious, because... I have to pull you up a bit there because I've been using that in, you know, putting a summit out lately, the Consciousness Evolution yeah. Summit. And I've been saying, be conscious because, and right. saying that and talking about conscious business only because, you know, of course, all business, you know, we should be conscious, all business should be conscious, all, all should, but we're not, you know, right. we're not. Do you know what I mean? So sure, the, way that, the way that it is used, though, is a way to kiss the ass of somebody who, who it might be totally self-deluded. Yeah. Oh, you're a conscious oh, business. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Have you noticed in the spiritual community, Tom, that there's just so much distortion? Like when you when you say, because I was new to kind of just accessing, accessing information, so you kind of like wandering lost alone, kind of looking around the shop fronts to see where you fit, you know, right. to see, to see <laughs> what's about. And like I've noticed there's so much kind of dark energy. There's so much confused energy. There's you know, a lot of distortion, especially I think that's obviously the new age movement, which was a distraction, really. Well, let me tell you my second insight. So my first insight, there's no spiritual realm. There's only a perceptual realm. It, to take an Einsteinian statement, he said, it's, it's all either all miracles or ain't no miracles. What's the miracle? A miracle is something that somebody can do or experience that another person thinks nobody can experience that that doesn't exist. Yeah. The fact that one person is in denial of a thing does not make it untrue. Exactly. And the, fact that, the fact that perceptually a person could be in a state of presence to see more of what is yeah. doesn't make it a miracle it just, or everything's a miracle. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy with The both. same as accepted facts are not the same as truth. <laughs> yeah. So my first clarification had to do with uh, perception, that it's all perceptual, including precognition, including... Um, connecting with people in the beyond all that is perceptual all that is merely what is present that you sometimes see yeah and most of the time maybe you don't see it and then sometimes for some reason you're raised to a higher level of presence and you yeah. went oh, i was aware of more i had a hunch my grandmother yeah. talked all these wonderful things are all perceptual things they're actual yeah. things which are real that you have the capacity to perceive and, and maybe often don't and then occasionally do and that's so wonderful you call it a miracle but all yeah. it really is is something that is okay the it's, second it's all a miracle it's all well that's the separation isn't it of like you know god is outside of you this is outside of you miracles just happen here and there and you know it, everything's a bloody miracle <laughs> right you know it's a accessing that accessing that frequency accessing that dropping your humanness and being able to strip those layers off to be able to access 
that. Right. So well, I was going to ask you, Tom, how long have you okay. been, did you, sorry, did you, I wanted to ask you, you know, how long have you been open to, uh-huh. you know, being able to assimilate information, yeah. obviously being in tune with the cosmos and being able to, you know, access and perceive things that other people don't perceive how long have you been open to that was it from a child it did something traumatic happen? yeah there, there, there were a lot of little events that sort of tweaked me i often refer back in my mind to a precognitive thing when i was maybe four or five years old it was a precognitive dream and without going through all the details what struck me about it was it was a message from me to me it was a message of what's really really true and if it's true that I can perceive the future two weeks before I experience the future, that means it's not really the future. Yeah. So, I mean, I was trying to be logical as a wee child, you know, like logically the future wasn't really the future because I experienced yeah. it in the present. Therefore, so therefore there is I, no future. <laughs> okay. So what I knew for sure was there's something else going on. Yeah. It's my business to uh, privately in my own thought chamber, sort it out for me. Yeah. The people around going to help me with this i could just no say, no 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 not gonna be able to help me with this hmm. so your answer to the answer the so answer you knew that straight away right. that they weren't going to help you with that so you couldn't speak yeah. to people you knew yeah, you just yeah, yeah. knew that i had to wait i had to wait a long time to be able to talk about that particular thing so um regarding the second insight it has to do with integration versus alignment hmm. and integration I'll, I, this is these are my words okay i didn't read this in a book so maybe somebody else is saying it in a different way that's even groovier but integration is what i call chasing your tail or it's like being a seeker of enlightenment or going to a succession of teachers and going to india to sit on the, at the foot of the great guru yeah um parenthetically the guru business there's a guy named dan kennedy he was one of the sharpest marketing minds of all time and he met werner Earhart, who was the head of uh, ah. who started the thing yeah and they were at a a barber shop in San Francisco in maybe 1972, and Dan Kennedy was asking Warner, "What's it all about?" And Warner was talking some really great talk. He said, no, let, let, "Let's bottom line this." And yeah. how he bottom lined it was: the guru business is where you sell independence but foster yeah. dependence. Yes. You sell independence, but, that's, but you that's it. Dependence. We're moving out that age now. We don't need the hierarchy. We don't need that. Okay, so. What it does when you're following a guru or when you're a seeker of enlightenment is you push it away from yourself. Exactly. So I'm a seeker of enlightenment. Enlightenment is over there. Enlightenment is unattainable. Dang it, I'm going to try so dang hard. No matter what mountains or valleys, no matter what hardships, I'll be chasing that, chasing that, chasing that. So my insight had to do with integration is chasing. Yeah. Integration is trying to make words flesh. So if you if you visited the great guru in India and you sat at their feet for a month and you did the quiet thing and the message from the guru was, let go. And then you go back home to Peoria and you get up in the morning and you do your meditation. And you go, let go, let go. Let me see if I can make those words flesh. Let me see if yeah. I can finally integrate the wisdom that I got from outside myself to me. Let yeah, me yeah. see if I can integrate that. Yeah. And integration is chasing your tail. It's in alignment that everything happens. Yes. When you have alignment, that's when miracles happen. That's when healing happens. In yeah. a moment of alignment, it's not like a month of raising my vibration. Oh, it's almost there. My vibration's yeah. almost there. It just oh, is. One more prayer. Oh, yeah. gee, don't, yeah. oh, gosh, I thought a negative thought. This negative <laughs> has gone down all the way to, I got to build my vibration. No, 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 that's not the way it It just is. It is now and it is here. So that's how me and Tom got talking because he was offering me a story about his, you know, how he had spontaneous healing. 
and that's what I found so fascinating and also a friend that he was talking about who he reached out to me and said that he was told he had a certain amount of years and he ended up right. you know being having many many more years than than what was prescribed for him and isn't that interesting we're all seemingly prescribed what we are our human condition but uh we kind of need to be turning that on its head and what tom's saying is exactly even with gurus where everything is all outside of you it's all outside of us it's actually has to always come within because we are a fractal of creator source god whatever you want to call it the universal consciousness and the only way that we can change or shift or do anything is to go go within. I mean, that's all there is to that still point, that zero point, that place. Like Tom said, there is no, you couldn't work it out as a child because uh, my daughter says to me when I said to her, I'll get you something in the future. And she went, mum, there is no future. The future yeah. is now. And, the, and that's it. It's all now. It's all right now. <laughs> Isn't it, Tom? We have to know that. So tell me about your writing. Tell me about what you do, like what you, where you are, kind of where you're at. Uh, one of my writing projects is um, it's a gospel musical Ooh. set in 1934 in New Orleans. Oh, I love it. Uh, so it's it, but it's music about the late Roman Republic. It's mu music about the death of Caesar in that time. Really? But it's set to American South music. Oh, I yeah. love it. Oh, Tom, that's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. Why, are you English? Yes, I am, unfortunately. Okay. So, so, you know, <laughs> we all we all love the English. They've got such great writers and such great actors and all that sort of thing. But I like yeah. Roman history. And everything Roman history is always with this plummy Oxford accent. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. I'm tired of it. <laughs> so I wanted to hear an alternate take on that history, but in the argot of, you know, a freed slave. Yeah, yeah. From Louisiana in 1934. How so would they have you written this yet? Is this written yet? Uh, I've got a lot of the tunes written. Yeah. And I've got part of the script written. So I'm I'm trying to figure out a way to organically uh, soft launch it to get into into a into a podcast and yeah. then to studio and record a couple of tunes and tell that story and develop a kind of conversation. Well, kind of just do like an epi episode episode kind of thing, introducing it. That'd be yeah, great. Do you have a podcast yeah. right now? Not yet. Not yet. Well, let me I've know. I've got the first I've... episode. I've got the first episode of the story of the... So that's one writing project. Yeah. Um, I write uh, books for people. I write a little book for an audience of one or two. Yeah. It's a very specialized form of writing. It's not, <laughs> a very, it's not very commercial. Unless you can find a customer to say, I'll pay you a million bucks to write me a 10-page book. And I'll say, sure, I'll do it. It'll be one yeah, hell of yeah. a 10-page book, I promise you. But you have to uh, stay with your art. You have to stay with what you love because everything's so diluted down. Everyone changes and m morphs and molds. to, And no one stays true to their art anymore because there is no yeah. respect for art. There's no respect for language for but words. art hits you though art hits you when someone is uh authentically connected to their thing that turns them on it comes across in a song and it comes across in a painting and it comes across in a, a novel or whatever of course art, it does you feel it when you come across it yeah of course and that's what's so and that's what i feel is so important in the world right now for that people to discover their creatorship you know and to discover like healing through expression like whether it's like painting writing words like you know dancing whatever that's what people need to be doing like celebrating themselves oh that's cool 
That's a cool yeah, that one. one that, that, that big one on the back there, that's um, a gentleman who was my friend's father, and he, he painted Ukrainian folk scenes. And he had hundreds and hundreds of canvases. And at the funeral, they said I could take one. I was really happy. And I took one I'd been sort of admiring for many years. And, and then many years later, I went back and said, well, how is all, how, you know, and they put it in a damp garage and all the paintings had been destroyed within a year. But I managed oh, to have no. one. But this is a guy I knew for decades leading up to his death. So I was really glad to get it. Oh, so did you, did all the other ones get like moldy? Did they all kind of perish? Yeah. Oh, every no. painting, every picture has a story, of course, but that, that one was, it's, it's a, a Ukrainian folk scene of this folk hero Taras before a big yeah. battle and it's a big deal. So cool. That's something I always wanted to get. I only ever bought one painting and it was just a little place, a castle or something. And I was so happy that I bought this art for myself. And I thought, wow, I can't wait till I've got money that I can just buy art and, you know, just buy things I enjoy because that's what yeah. I enjoy. I don't need like trainers or crap or I want art <laughs> and words. And Are we going to talk about healing or what? Yeah, pardon? Are we going to talk about healing or what? Yeah, just like okay. organically tell, like I said, like let's um talk about your spontaneous healing story. Okay, you know? I'll tell you a couple of healing stories. Um, I'll tell you a mojo story. It's I'll tell you an unlikely story, so I wouldn't tell this to any of my clients because they think I was a nut. Mm -hmm. But this was a a mojo story. Oh no, I'll tell you in the mojo story that's not too crazy. I was in New Orleans one time, and I woke up in the morning, and I was very hungry. And I thought, man, like, I'm hungry. I want breakfast. I ain't got no money. I want some breakfast. I'm in New Orleans, and I want some breakfast, and mm. I'm hungry, and I ain't got no money. What am I going to do? Well, I guess I'll have to come up with a song. Mm. Okay, <laughs> I guess I'll have to be bold. How can I boldly create a song that's going to get me a really good breakfast? And so I went for a walk, and I saw this breakfast joint with the saloon type of doors, you know, like yeah. almost like a vent, you know, that opens up. And I thought, mm. okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push through those two um, doors, and I'm going to stand there chugging away on an E chord and a song's going to come to my mind and I'm going to spontaneously generate a song looking into the eyes of those people yeah, and they're yeah. going to be inspired to get me a really great breakfast. So yeah. at a moment like that, it's almost like you're getting information, right? You're, there's a whisper of the soul that says, here's a, here's a solution to your problem. Yeah. You just have to be inspired. You just I have open. to put yourself in a state of presence. You have to put yourself in a state of creativity. Yeah. If you can't put yourself in that state, you can't do it. No. So you have to have the confidence that you can surrender to the whispers from the self. Yeah. And you have to have a sufficient rapport with yourself. Yeah. Uh, Milton Erickson said neurosis is the state of the conscious and subconscious minds being out of rapport. Yeah. Conversely, when you have tremendous rapport between the conscious and subconscious mind, the little whispers, you become really, really good at hearing. Yeah. And that's basically on my relationship with my birdie. My mm -hmm. intuition is very strong and very clear a lot of the time. Well, when you're bringing your when, masculine and feminine together, basically, you're aligning, you know, you're bringing... I suppose. Yeah, I mean, you are. So all I had to do was be inspired, as inspired as I was confident that I knew how to be based on the whisper that I was getting. And yeah. the solution to the problem was to go in there and, and I'm not that much of an extrovert, really, really. I'm not that much of a crazy guy, but... But when you hear the whispers... <laughs> So I pushed my way into the thing and I'm going boom channel, 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 boom channel, channel. And I did. I, I spontaneously generated a verse and a chorus and a verse and a chorus. And I still play the song to this day. And mm. it's a favorite song of certain people. And it was inspired enough that it sounded like a heck of an interesting song that was happening in the, in the joint right at that yeah, time. Yeah. And they gave me the big trucker breakfast, you know, the big. Oh, nice. Breakfast. And that's, that's so such that's, a great that, story, man. <laughs> it's a moment 
where the mojo was there. Like there's something in me that's saying right now, right now, yeah. right now, you could just do this. And I was very um, open to guidance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's it. You have to be open to guidance and that's, you know, was your friend that you talked talk to me about, is that what happened with him when he got his diagnosis? Was he just, did he just surrender to kind of to that, just to that innate, knowing that wisdom of the body over what you're being he, told uh, or programmed with. Yeah. He did not consciously form an intent to heal himself. His situation was he, he was a pretty cool guy, a pretty cosmic guy from the tune out, turn, turn, whatever the hell the expression was, tune in, yeah. tune out, tune in, drop in, drop out, yeah. whatever. And cop out. Yeah. That one. So he was there in the sixties. He was a pretty good musician. Uh, he was born in 1940. And so in the uh, 70s and 80s, he had dropped out and he was reading all kinds of cool Ramdas to Patanjali to uh, the Vedas to um, all that stuff. Yeah, he, he knew his stuff. Meditator. He'd done Kriya Yoga. He'd mastered Kriya Yoga and other forms of yoga. And he was yeah. a very cosmic dude. And we'd been having these conversations for a hell of a long time. But in 1990, he turned 50. And then he found that he had... Uh, uh, lung cancer yeah so as it is with many many people at first anyway all the pain is from the treatment he wasn't symptomatic in a way that said doc i got this crazy pain here yeah it was more of a casual search revealed that there was something that hadn't <laughs> even caused him pain yeah anyway so they put him to sleep with some kind of heavy drugs they slapped him on a table they ripped him open with a knife they Lovely. pulled his ribs back oh. they cut out half a lung they sewed it up and then he slowly recovered and they were doing radiation they were, oh. because they still saw some of the stuff so yeah. he was a maimed guy getting the shit burnt out of the inside of him for months yeah. and then finally said we've done all the radiation and then they said let's go and check in we have to look inside and take up more little bits and then maybe <laughs> you'll be done right God. so they open it up again and there's so much that they say i'm sorry we there's nothing we can do it's everywhere you know yeah prepare your affairs so he had a prognosis of death very very soon yeah. And like I say, he wasn't a f positive thinker and he didn't seek healing consciously. All he had was one little prayer, which was just give me enough time to learn to play the banjo. Yeah. And so he jumped on the banjo and uh, he played all day and he was quite a talented musician to begin with. He played the hell out of a guitar already. Yeah. And um, maybe a year, year and a half in, he was doing a Rocky Top, which is a pretty challenging little tune. And uh, Foggy Mountain Breakdown. Oh, yeah, that's tricky, tricky. That whole thing. Yeah, but he yeah. was doing the bluegrass. And about four or five years in, he was doing the mountain frailing. And it's a kind of banjo that's from, you know, the hills of Tennessee. Right, and I yeah. used to go and listen to the guy play for hours. And it's just sort of, you know. But you'd had to note, oh, um, hey, man, uh, five years have gone by. What the heck's happening here? And the doctors said... It was a complete spontaneous remission for which there is no possible explanation. They just wow. sort of shake their head and walk away. Apart from the fact that he found his passion, he got lost in his passion and reset himself basically and kind of switched off from nonsense. Because when you find your passion, you find your purpose and, yeah. you know, you find your healing in that because, yep. you know, and that's really that simple. We make it so bloody complicated, Tom, don't we? Like we, it's all been made so complicated, but really... Yeah. It's well, not. also, if things really happen in an instant, uh, just like enlightenment, enlightenment or uh, liberation is really just allowing yourself to realize that it already is. Yeah. 
that's basically the whole thing. And they'll, they'll all tell you, oh, it, it sounds too simple. I know there's no way that you can accept how simple this actually is. Yeah. Likewise with healing. Healing is not, oh, I'm almost there, but let me just keep on trying. And oh boy, yeah. I have to sort of squeeze my bum cheeks together and believe, you know, yeah. oh, I don't feel very believing. Oh no, I'm killing the vibration. Oh, maybe tomorrow oh, I fucked it all up. Oh dang, oh dang, <laughs> I had a negative thought. Oh geez, I want to do some healing. I'm going to have to do some appreciating. Oh, I'm going to appreciate, I don't feel so appreciative. Oh no, I'm such a negative person. I'm screwing it up. I'm, I'm giving myself cancer. Ah! <laughs> That's the way it works. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> You just made me giggle there. No, it's not. It's just literally, you know, what I'm finding as I'm journeying through is just surrendering. And it really is not, no expectations, no attachments, just surrendering to feeling good in the moment now. You, right have, now. you have a fly in your room. Is it a fly or is it a miniature? Ah, uh, it's, it's a fly. Thanks for pointing it out, though. Are you supported by the authorities? <laughs> Say that again. Are you being recorded by the authorities? Probably. <laughs> You're subversive. They've yeah. got you on their radar. They're sending out the, the digital insect. <laughs> oh, God, don't say that. <laughs> I've seen them. They're awful, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, they do have some funky tech, don't they, that everyone kind of blindly just, you know, wondering. Well, I, do you know what? I, I was so upset today. I'm going to bring this up because, you know, it's relevant. I was so upset today. I know, I really like, I'm not going to name his name, but he, you know, was like all excited that he'd gone and got a second lot of something. And oh, yeah. I was so sad, you know, because I just, and he went, oh yeah, I might feel a bit rough for a couple of days. I went, or die, you know, like, and I just, and then I just felt a kind of disconnect to him. And I love, you know, I do love him. But I felt like a kind of disconnect, like, like I yeah. just couldn't get, get that, you know. Something I'm oh. noticing which surprises me is um, based on the media narrative, the people riding along with the media narrative should feel like the smart, cool kids. And that's yeah. what they try to portray themselves as. Yeah. But suddenly people are sort of um, in an apologetic tone saying, well, I kind of went and drank the Kool-Aid. I went and got the you know what. Yeah. And they're talking like, I know I'm a loser for going along with it. Yeah. Suddenly, they don't feel like the cool kids anymore, and I'm and I'm noticing that. So, oh, really? that's very interesting. See, I haven't I haven't noticed that, but you're are you picking that up? Yeah, really. So people like aren't like they're not with their badges going. Hey, yeah, I went and got my free donuts, and I'm super happy about some it. Some of them are saying that, but some of them are saying that. Oh, I I'm I'm I as if up. I'm the nut. Yeah. In other words, the the fact that there's another perspective that has been dismissed. Yeah. They're present to the notion that that other way of looking may not be so stupid yeah. and they can't quite go that far i mean they can't quite be that independent or courageous and they kind of admire those people who are sort of walked off the reservation yeah. and all and yes. they have to go with the, the, the with the story but they feel like the loser yeah they're not I, so I've confident noticed, actually i have noticed that too there's a lot of people that they want things but they just can't they just can't stand up they'll say something behind their breath and then they'll just continue know acting the way that everyone acts and that's that's how it works isn't it because we're so yeah. terrified to be different we're so we're so terrified to kind of to stand you know and that's what and you don't even have to stand just withdraw from nonsense you know you don't have to stand you don't i don't see the purpose of riots or protests just energetically withdraw you know just withdraw from things that don't serve you that's what i'd say 
I mean, I just take my daughter out of school a couple of weeks ago. You know, I've got my health stuff. I've got stuff going on, but I couldn't have that. No way. No, no, no. That's not happening. <laughs> you know, there's going to be so much trauma to clear up. But now, nah, you know what, Tom, I really appreciated you reaching out because your stories were amazing. And you, you just actually sent me a story, which I read last night. And yeah, you're a talented writer. I'd like to read some more so do you have a, an, a website at the moment anyone can like reach out and contact you or music on... I, I don't have a public forum right now that i can uh, advise people to go to where you know my writing is but I can i'm working on little projects date. for little people pardon me i just said i can add it at a later date to the link oh sure because, yeah if so... i if i have something to share i'm just enjoying the conversation i'm not i haven't hung up my shingle although i'll, I'll tell you a funny little story I was doing the healing energy stuff and the method I thought I learned from this Rosicrucian book called um, um, the mystic secrets of the mystic masters by oh, a guy I named Joseph that. J. Weed. So way back when, maybe in the seventies, they said, fine. Oh no, you've frozen. Finally, after centuries of us keeping these secrets, going back to Leonardo, us Rosicrucians knew all these secrets, and now finally we're making them available to the public. So I got that book, and one of the parts was their healing methods, and their healing methods are quite specific. It's not just like visualize white light. You know, it's not like that. It's actually here's how to focus your mind, here's how to focus your intent, here's how to sit, yeah, yeah. here's the breathing, here's the. So I thought all that stuff was the true truth because it was so specific, and I used that, and what I found was that I could get to a state when I was extremely motivated i get to a state and i really felt like this energy is real this energy is building this energy is being sent yeah, this yeah. energy is powerful <laughs> i'm seeing this energy being received i'm seeing the recipient yeah take that energy in and have their transformation so that has worked yeah a few times but only when that my mojo was you know in the right place yeah and I'm not in that business and I ne never thought of myself that way. And I never wanted to be that or I identify that way, but there were a few but times that it really happened. <laughs> but you are. And then one time I was doing it and I had this, the strangest, like almost whisper that, you know, dude, you'd make more money doing this than any of the other stuff you're doing. And I just, I'm not ready to accept that. I guess I don't see myself as that person. Yeah. But you're fighting against time, it. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, no, I don't want to be this. I want to be something else. <laughs> yeah, sorry, dead grandpa Joe. I want to do what I want to do, not yeah. what you think I should do, even though you're dead and you're telling me what I should be doing. <laughs> That's exactly it. How dare you pass healthy. that down on the family line? Yeah. My yeah. God, no, how selfish. Really dumb spooks, I'm telling you. <laughs> no, you're incredible, though. You know what? If you did start coming out as a, a healer, I'd definitely put you on our directory and I'd definitely promote you because... <laughs> something yeah. you know just in your words and your manner and just your energy i can feel it's a, i'm sure you're a very powerful powerful healer for sure <clears throat> and you've got great stories tom as well oh, thank so you. thank you for coming and talking to me today all right is there, my is there anything you want to round up with and just any messages you want to get out or just summing up of the right world? i'll say it one more time i'll say it one more time it really happens in a moment so to give you a visual metaphor, if you ever went to the county fair, I don't know if you have those things in England the same way, but you swing this big hammer. It's a big rubber mallet and it hits the thing and the, it, you bring a bell if you hit it hard enough, but a little slider goes all the way up to 10 and goes ding. And then if you get ding, then you get the fuzzy bear. 
Now, if it goes up to nine and not quite 10, you don't get no ding, right? So there's a threshold at which a ding happens. That's our mm -hmm. metaphor. Likewise with healing, there's a threshold wherein it's a thought, it's a wish, it's a vaguely defined hope. There's a point at which, right? It, it is. It. It it's just... done. Yeah. Done. So in, integration is chasing, chasing, hoping, hoping, trying, trying, trying to combine this with that, trying to put it together and, you know, make it to some level of vibration consistently, you know. Okay. Alignment is where you get there and it happens in a second right. when you reach threshold. And at, at threshold, that thing that you're creating is created. And you can know that. I mean, that's the skill. So stop. So what you're saying is stop trying, stop wanting, just start knowing it's done. Um, hmm. Hmm. Have a chew on that. <laughs> yeah, no, I would say there's got to be some really powerful and clear intent. Yeah. And, but you're not chasing. Yeah. It's just, you're it's an intent with a knowing. It's an intent with knowing that it's going to come, you know. Right. So, well, for me, it's happened in a moment where it's like cauterization, right? The thing yeah. is transformed. The thing is now yeah so i've had the experience a few times and it yeah. wasn't it, it wasn't something you can do over a month it's really something that happened at a moment yeah and it's incredible and you know my passion and purpose is to people to discover that like you said no one's special it's just being open and being able to be still and go to that place and often you find it that comes from being in a lot of trauma not always that you know it doesn't have to be some people are just open from when they're born and they stay open they don't get conditioned but you know we all have that don't we Tom like we all have that it's just we're at different levels of breaking out of our programming and our yeah all of well, people layers. and they say oh we were in um, a Greek island and it was so magical and we met so many people and there was so much serendipity I couldn't believe it and every day it was like this and like this and they say travel is magic or that Greek island is magic well, it's not travel, it's magic, Dodo. It's when you get the hell out of your head yeah. and you're in the flow of things. That same level of magic is totally available every single moment, wherever you are. Yeah. It just so happens that when you go traveling, your your conversation is put aside yeah. and there's this openness. And in that openness, you find out how lovely things are. And you yeah. think those lovely things are related to travel when they're just the lovely things that are available for a person who's kind of a little Relax. more present. Yeah out of their fear response not in the survival mode which you're not when you're on holiday but you can access that in every in every moment you know you paint your with your paint with your own colors in that in that moment so where who, anyone it. who's like going through a horrible time and that the you know there's no comfort outside just really remember that you know that is available to everyone you know you kind of you are the forbidden formula <laughs> We are the forbidden formula. We are the medicine. We are, we are everything we need. So, if you're looking for comfort outside, I'd just say right now, and uh, I don't know if Tom agrees, but there, there is none, and there will, probably will be none for a while. You create from that place, and you create what you want to see, and that's all there is to it, really. And that's how you heal, and that's what I'm working through. So, thank you so much, Tom, for coming to thank talk you. to me. So much love. Thank you. You have a lovely day. Thank you.